Welcome to episode 90 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This is Sean Gaylord. So we are back on a walk that I have not taken in such a long time here in downtown Winston-Salem on Burke Street and I am taking some time for my own peace and balance and joy uh, walking to my favorite friendly neighborhood local independent record store underdog records here in the heart of downtown winston-salem it's a beautiful summer friday evening and i have been looking forward to this walk and this visit to the record store for you we are on episode 90 of the principal liner notes podcast and we have flipped over the record so to speak on side two where we will explore again an album that inspired the Beatles to create the Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hearts Club Band 1967 masterpiece an album that has sat uh, atop many great uh, album, greatest album lists of all time, and an album that is is kind of mentioned in the same breath as words like masterpiece or Beethoven's Ninth Symphony. The album I'm talking about is the 1966 Capitol Records Beach Boys masterpiece. Pet Sounds. It's an album that I explored on a few previous episodes of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. And as I start a new school year, and I know many of you here tuning in are about to embark on a new school year or you're amidst your back to school uh, preparations, as, as I reflect on that, and start on this new school year, this is an album that that I've been revisiting, and I'd like to revisit it with you here on episode 90 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. So I'm about to walk in Underdog Records here in Winston-Salem and uh, discover a few few lost treasures, uh, hopefully, and and revisit some old friends as, as well. This is the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. This is side two of a special podcast edition, a bit of a podcast experiment. Side one, we talked about the 1968 Elvis comeback TV special and did a 
bit of a groovy crosswalk to the lesson behind that and how Elvis has come back can serve as a platform for educators and teachers as we groove back into a new school year filled with promise and hope and energy and excitement. Now, on side two, we will revisit an album that I have, I think I've done maybe three or four podcast episodes dedicated to this particular album. That is the album Pet Sounds by the Beach Boys. The Pet Sounds album, as I mentioned uh, during the walk to Underdog Records, is seen as pop music's or rock music's definitive masterpiece. It is mentioned in the same breath as the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band or Marvin Gaye's What's Going On or Joni Mitchell's Blue. Uh, the list goes on. And, and Pet Sounds is seen as this groundbreaking Album. It's not seen as. It is a groundbreaking album from the Beach Boys, from the creative world of Brian Wilson. Brian being the one of the founding members of the band. He was the bass player, but he was primarily the band's resident uh, composer and producer and arranger and co-writer. And he wrote all of these great just gems of songs with folks like Mike Love, the lead vocalist from the Beach Boys, and Gary Usher and Roger Christian. And we we know of the Beach Boys as, as being uh, an oldies band, right? We know of the Beach Boys as being uh, a band that is uh, the, the architect of the surfing music sounds. So songs like Surfing USA, Surfing Safari, Surfing, Be True to Your School, the car song, songs like 409, and then those beautifully wrought ballads of Surfer Girl and, and Don't Worry Baby. And the Beach Boys had lots of hits, lots of fame, lots of acclaim, and, and sold out concerts and, and radio play and television appearances from that music. Well, Roughly around 1965, Brian Wilson decided he wanted to do something different. He wanted to grow as an artist. He wanted the Beach Boys to grow as a band. Uh, he began to pay attention to things that were coming out of the folk scene of the 1960s from Bob Dylan. But there was one particular album that he paid very close attention to, and that was Rubber Soul from the Beatles, which came out in December of 1965. And when he heard that album, he went to his first wife, Marilyn, and he said, I'm going to make the greatest album ever made like the Beatles did with Rubber Soul. And he went on to compose uh, with lyricist Tony Asher the album that is Pet Sounds. The album was a break away from the typical uh, surfing car music fair that the Beach Boys had done. And you had songs on that album that, that are now seen as standards, that are now seen as um, emblems of this masterpiece. Songs like Wouldn't It Be Nice, God Only Knows, Caroline No. 
And when Brian first presented this music and these tracks to the band, and by this time he had stopped touring with the Beach Boys so that he could focus specifically on composing and production and experimentation, the, the, the general feel and reaction from the band, depending on what, what Beach Boys history that you read, is, is that there may have been some hesitation. And then after that initial hesitation, they realized that they were onto something or that Brian was onto something. And they laid down the vocal tracks, just these beautiful vocal tracks, harmonies that the Beach Boys are known for. And they just soar throughout the album. But the album was a break away from what the Beach Boys traditionally did. And that takes some courage, right? That takes some risk-taking. That takes this ability to step outside your comfort zone and to step into unknown, uncharted territory, especially when you are feeling the love and you're feeling that love in hits and television appearances and sold-out concerts and, and the adulation of, of fans. And you take this... This, uh, this about face, if you will, this creative about face, and you're going to make music that may stray from the status quo or may stray from a certain formula. I also think that it took Brian Wilson a certain level of courage to explain and to share these new ideas and to communicate to the band the vision of where the Pet Sounds album was was going to go. These were albums that, or this was an album that was very introspective. This was an album that, that deals with the loss of, of innocence and, and deals with uh, love on a very adult level rather than that kind of teenage hamburger stand, um, you know, pop kind of love that you saw in, in, in many, of, many of the songs. Here, the Beach Boys are taking um, a very introspective, serious uh, look at life and love and innocence and despair and, and facing adulthood. And also, the album is very experimental. You've got the beautiful musical backing of those hot studio pros from the 60s, the Wrecking Crew, folks like Hal Blaine on drums, Carol Kay on, on bass, Larry Nechtel on, on keyboards, uh, Tommy Tedesco on, on guitar, and I, I can go on and on and, and, and list all those guys. But to record these intricate songs... And, and to experiment and to use the studio as an instrument. This had not been done before. Also, this courage that Brian Wilson had to take this leap, also keep in mind that he was also dealing with his own personal demons. He was dealing uh, and struggling with uh, mental illness at a time when mental illness and, and mental health and those advances were not where they are today. Um, he was also self-medicating at the time as well. And to make this masterpiece and to communicate this masterpiece to friends and family who may not have gotten the vision at first, who were hesitant. 
who who felt maybe this wasn't the direction we want to go. It take takes a, a large level of courage and bravery. And for the band to rally around this vision and and to take this leap and and to feel a sense of empathy with where Brian was going also took some collaborative courage. So all of these pieces of Pet Sounds ring true as I reflect upon the upcoming school year. And I think about the lonely principal out there or the lonely classroom teacher out there who has done some reading, who has experimented uh, with new ideas and insights, having come from a certain conference uh, or come across a a podcast. And, And these ideas from podcasts and conferences and Articles and and books are are compelling um, the loneliness out of these these educators who want to take bold steps and are energized by these new ideas that they're learning about and motivated and inspired to do something different and bold and innovative in the schoolhouse or the classroom. And then there's that bit of fear, right? when the rest of the band, the rest of the faculty, or the rest of the colleagues come back from summer vacation and you are excited to share those ideas, pull a Brian Wilson. Pull a Brian Wilson making pet sounds and believe in your masterpiece and believe in the courage that you have to communicate and to share those new ideas. And there may be some blank stares. There may be some hesitation. There even may be just downright disagreement and dissent from what you are trying to do. Stay true to your vision. Stay true to your core. Stay true to your why. And know that what you're doing will result in a masterpiece in service and support of the kids and the teachers and the families and the schoolhouse that you get to serve. And you never know, that masterpiece may resonate in future masterpieces. As a PS to the Pet Sounds story, when Paul McCartney heard the Pet Sounds album, Paul McCartney of the Beatles, when he and John Lennon sat down to listen to that album, they realized that the greatest album had been made and they wanted to up the ante and they did by recording their own masterpiece Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band and the rest is musical history and I know that the courage that you will have to communicate and to share those ideas are going to result in future masterpieces. Believe in your masterpiece. I sure do. One thing to consider and to be hopeful for is that you have a masterpiece. We all have masterpieces. We all 
have the gifts and the strengths to make good things happen and to change the world for others. I think about Brian Wilson and I think about those giant steps he took to step outside his his comfort zone. I think about the song on Pet Sons, I Just Wasn't Made for These Times, which basically echoes that angst that we all sometimes feel when we don't feel like we belong, we don't feel like our ideas are heard or accepted. And that can be hard, that can be despairing, and it could lead us down a, a path that is just, <laughs> it, let, let's just say it, it could just lead us down a path. And, and, and we've all been there, I've been there. So this is what I would suggest that, that you try to do when you have these great ideas, when you have these great thoughts and, and these things that you've either picked up from your PLN or you've picked up from a conference you've attended or a great workshop or even just uh, an, an article or a book that you're reading. And, and if you're like me, you know, we geek out to those things and, and we get excited and, and we want to share those and we want others to be, you know, in the band uh, with us. You know, so this is what I try to do uh, when I, I have those thoughts and I want to play in the band. First of all, I write down just a couple of things. Um, sometimes I write down more than a couple of things. I might just write down a whole list of ideas. And then I take that list and things that I've learned or highlighted in a book or things that I've picked up from a conference. And I try to narrow it down to two things that I feel are doable, two quick wins, two pieces of low-hanging fruit that I know if I take these two ideas and plant the seed, I'm going to see that idea blossom into action or impact immediately. And then I'll find a, a willing bandmate a willing collaborator, somebody who's probably used to me, <laughs> um, you know, crowding up their day or, 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 or taking time away from their precious schedule. And here comes Sean again with yet another crazy idea. And I'll say, listen, let's workshop this. I want to test this. I want to run this by you. The power of the statement of, hey, you got a minute. I want to run this by you. I learned that from my dad. And, and that kind of statement, that kind of invitation, however you want to frame it, is, is, is the catalyst for, for great things to happen. It's invitational, it's positive, and it's, hey, I, I, I need you. I want to call upon your strengths. And then you have that discussion. You have that conversation of sharing the ideas with this critical friend, this collaborator, this bandmate. And then, hey, how could we do this on a what's, a, what's a logical next step that we can take? And then from there, bam, you've got an idea. You've got the beginnings of a masterpiece. You've got the first giant steps into something that can be impactful, 
in your classroom or your schoolhouse. Again, three things. Jot down those ideas. Just jot them all down. Those things that excite you. Those things that, oh, wow, I would love for this to to, to happen. However small, however large. Two, find that willing and empathetic collaborator and bandmate and share. And also be willing to, to hear that critical feedback and to receive that and to receive maybe, well, I don't know. And think about building that solution together. And then three, come up with a very logical, doable first step. And that's it. List, share with a bandmate, come up with a logical first step. Keep it simple and know that that first step is going to possibly lead to a larger masterpiece that you will create in service and support of your kids. And obviously, remember, sometimes we forget this, keep kids at the center, keep our students at the center and think about how your impact does matter. Your impact does make a difference. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know it's arduous. But it's going to happen, and you're going to make it happen. And if you need a bandmate, if you need a willing collaborator or just someone to bounce ideas off of, you are more than welcome to reach out for me, and I can be that sounding board and collaborator for you. I believe in you, and I know that you will make it happen. We have chosen probably the noblest of all professions, We have chosen an opportunity to be on the ground floor of someone's hero's journey. And we get to be the catalyst for that as educators creating masterpieces together in our respective schoolhouses. And that is just as cool and timeless and universal and masterpieceful. Just came up with a word there. Just like the Beach Boys did with Pet Sounds, a beautifully wrought album that is still making an impact today. That's it for this episode of the Principal Liner Notes Podcast. Thank you so much for the gift of your time, and I'm grateful to be in the band with you. Thank you to the musical legacy of the Beach Boys and specifically the subject of this podcast, their 1966 masterpiece album, Pet Sounds. I do highly recommend that you track down that album and add it to your day. I know that I will be playing it Uh, As soon as I'm done recording this podcast, I always find something inspiring. I always find a little audio nugget or gem embedded within the production of that album. And it's an album that just takes me on not only just a journey back to my youth, but it's an album that inspires me to keep creating, to keep thinking, to keep stretching, to keep collaborating, and to keep adding to the masterpiece of the gig that we are all in as part of the noble profession. This concludes the podcast uh, experiment with two sides of the album with episode 89 and episode 90. And I hope you enjoyed being on the flip side of 
this uh, album that is specifically intended to inspire and ignite ideas as we all begin our back-to-school journeys respectively. I am grateful for you and I'm grateful for our being in the band together. This is the Principal Lighter Notes podcast. Don't forget to share with the world your dreams. The world needs your dreams and needs your gifts and needs your ideas because you help make the world a better place. This is Sean Gaylord. This is the Principal Lighter Notes podcast. There is always a flip side and I hope to catch you there.